I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right, in-person edition of Advantage Connors. It's been a couple months, I think, since our last one. Here with Jimmy Connors, as always, I'm Brett Connors. What is crackalacking? Yeah, could you believe it? How long has it been since we've been face-to-face? Mm-hmm. But we've had a good day. Yeah. You know, a, a, a day that that kind of sends us in the right direction. I mean, you've, you've had a, a, a bad a bad back with the sciatica, and we went to see our friend Doc Scheinberg, Doc mm-hmm. Rick Scheinberg here in, in Santa Barbara, and he kind of he, he saw your your MRI and, and he's kind of pointed you in the right direction, you know, so that you know, at least we have an idea what needs to be done for you. Right. But man, oh man, you've been suffering for months. Yeah. Like six that. weeks now. It's uh, it's way better, but just having him confirm the fact that I need to get the shot is I guess good and bad. I didn't epidural. Really want epidural. Ep- epidural. Right. 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 Which is what they give uh, pregnant women when, yep. they, when they give birth. Um, so yeah, getting that done, but what about you? You look a little tired. Uh, uh, last time we talked, you were heading down to Austin, Texas to do the, ch- the charity event with, uh, Mr. Andy Roddick. Um, I, I did. Tell and, me about that. And, and had a great time. We, uh, uh, I, I flew down on, uh, on a, on a Thursday and, uh, uh, flew, got there and, and took a little rest. And, you know, Andy said, you know, uh, I'll pick you up at, uh, you know, six thirty, and you know, come out to the event, and there was a cocktail party, and you know, a lot of uh, you know, great people, nice people that I met, but you know, they were also you know the ones that were going to be in for the for the auction and everything, and and the auction was fantastic. the The auctioneer was was over the top, so good. He comes in, and you know, he, he had a an old Tad Davis racket, and and he had the the hair the hairstyle. He says, you know, I hate to bring this out, Jimmy, but you know, and it looked like either Velas or Borg. And I'm going, <laughs> wait a minute, let's stop that right there. But you know, and and um, and and but he raised a lot of money, which was so good. The donors were so generous, and you know, for for Andy's foundation. But we had a fireside chat, mm-hmm. and and just uh, talked, and you know, asked me questions, and and you know, uh, Andy and I have a history, and and you know, we go back. I you know was with Andy for two years in in coaching him, which was probably two of the most fun years of of my tennis career, and in just uh, you know for an hour and a half, we just sat and talked and 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 had a good conversation with uh, I don't know a couple hundred people, and uh, they uh, you know I hope I hope everybody walked out of there. Uh, uh, feeling the same way I did, yeah, because his foundation uh, takes care of a lot of kids for after school programs mm-hmm. and education and sports and and everything. And and over the years, he has done a fantastic job. So if anybody out there, uh, you know, is looking to 
give some money to a foundation. Give it to the Andy Roddick Foundation because he does great work. Nice. But, but I want to stop right there. Mm, yeah. As great as that was, <laughs> getting home was a... Uh, Adventure. Adventure. Oh, my God. You know, getting to the airport and, you know, flights canceled and tornadoes in, in Dallas. And my flight was late, so I missed my connection. So oh, no. get me on a flight to L.A. Those are booked. Get me on a flight, another flight to L.A. Those are booked. So get me anywhere, you know, right. to, you know, west. Right. Uh, and, and so anyway, it took me... I, I don't know, all, almost 48 hours to get home. Yeah. So when I got home, I, I, I walked off the plane and your, and your mom picked me up and I said, take me to get some breakfast and I'm done. <laughs> and then put me in bed. And I'm done for the day. But uh, traveling ain't what it used to be, I, I will say. I mean, it's uh, uh, a lot of things have happened since COVID. Uh, a lot of flights have been canceled. A lot of the the pilots and uh, you know the flight Same attendants thing. and you know have you know made other plans and have gone other ways and and uh, and, and so it's 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 a difficult time. But uh, I made it home safe and sound. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm good. <laughs> but I'm I'm so happy to be home. Nice. So happy. Yeah. Uh, well, it seems like the theme throughout the world these days with all the economy stuff is uh, do more with less. Yeah, you know, I and guess that, so. And that probably is uh, happening in the airline industry too, where they're trying to, you know, do as much as they can with less flights and less people, and you know, but there's still as many people who want to fly and go home and see family on the holiday. I knew something was up when I was sitting on the couch at around nine thirty at night, and I get a text from one Mister Jason Mora. Yeah, I ran into your buddy at the <laughs> airport. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get on a flight anywhere west, yeah. and so L.A. all booked. Yeah, Santa Barbara flights canceled. So I'm looking, you know. Departures, departures, and I come to San Luis Obispo, mm, which, <laughs> which, which is about eighty miles north of us. Of where you're trying to get, of yeah. where I'm trying to get to, and and so I I look at the the lady who, by the way, uh, you know, was was so good, you know, and trying to help me and get me on the, you know, get me on a flight. So she goes run and, you know, go, go, uh, two concourses away. So shit, I'm 70, you know, right, you run. know, me, me, <laughs> I'm going, wait just a minute. How about a fast trot? Yeah. And, and, uh, so I'm at the gate and I'm third in line on the standby on the standby. And, and I, and I walk up and, and I'm saying, you know, I said, how many people left? And there's like one minute left and I'm talking, I'm talking to Jason and, right. he, and Jason's saying, Jesus, Jimmy, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I have nothing to do. I'll, I'll give you my flight. And I'm going, uh, but but it wasn't just me. I had to yeah. go for one in front of me. And yeah. then, he couldn't just give it to you. You'd have to skip over those yeah, other people. Had to skip over. Yeah. But uh, anyway, to make a long story short, uh, you know, I got to spend the night in the airport. I haven't done that since I've been 15, 16 years old. Yeah. And uh, He said he booked uh, you a room. He's yeah. like, he's like, why don't you just go on and book yourself a room on an app? And you're looking at him like, huh? Yeah, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> and so you know, he sends me a oh, screenshot from his account. He's uh, like, I booked your dad a room. He's fine. He'll be uh, fine. I know. I was. Uh, I walked up and I said, Jay, Jason Mora, they said, "Oh yes, we got a room for you, sir." Yeah, I, you know, so, Mr. Mora, right? So it was, it was great, but it was good to see him. I haven't seen him in a long time, and I know you guys have been buddies, you yeah. know, since uh, you know, since long time. Yeah, since grade school. Yeah, he used to referee my uh, basketball games in like seventh, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Yeah. So he was a few years older. Uh, no one travels more than that guy. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's, uh, you know, he's always like, eh, I'm so used to being on the road and hotels and everything. What's one more night? And I think he ended up flying to San Luis that he night. He did. Yeah. And he texts me. He's like, I'm standing here. I'm trying to get an Uber 
So he flew to San Luis, waited for 30, 40 minutes, finally gets an Uber. Ubers to Santa Barbara right. might be more than the plane ticket was from well, wherever he was going. I, I told him if, if he gives me his ticket and he gets on the flight, I got the car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to pick up the car. So, but uh, <laughs> anyway, it was, uh, it, was, it was an adventure to be right, but I made it home safe and sound, and uh, it's always good to be back home. Nice. Um, all right, let's get into uh, a little tennis just to wrap up. We're getting pretty close to the year end here. Um, mm. We had the... And November. Yeah, in middle of November almost here. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, so we had year-end WTA finals. That wrapped up. I just want to get your quick take. Uh, Caroline Garcia. Mm, uh, interesting. Shocking. Not shockingly. I mean, she was one of the better players on tour the second half, especially since June. Um, beat uh, Sabalenka. And uh, good just win. Two, two sets. Sabalinka had a pretty good week. She took out uh, Iga Swiatek, world number one, kind of avenging that uh, match where she kind of let it slip away at the U.S. Open. Um, but Garcia uh, kind of is finally coming into her own. There's been like a lot of stuff. I mean, Murray gave a tweet about her years ago where she's like, you know, this girl could be number one one day, you know, and then that's gotten a lot of shit because she hasn't lived up to that. But now all of a sudden she's gone from, I think, ranked like 95 or something in June. Now she's like four in the world. Mm. And nice. she's won. She's won tournaments on. Ready for this? Grass, mm. clay. Oh, outdoor hard. Oh, indoor hard. Oh, <laughs> I mean, oh. they need a new surface next week just to give her another uh, one to try. Uh, she's got an all-around game, right? Yeah, that's uh, that. That kind of you know says. I mean, if she's jumped that high from you know from ninety-five or a hundred in, into the top five, and and being able to play on all surfaces, that's uh, that that's. Big time tennis, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and I say that, you know, uh, very sparingly because a lot of guys have a, a, a surface game, mm -hmm. uh, it, you know, I'm a clay court specialist or I'm a hard court specialist, but if you're winning on all surfaces and you jump that high, that quick, that's, uh, that's, some, that's some pretty good activity. And then to win the, the end of the year championships. Wow. Right. I mean, she's got to go in, you know, first of all, finishing this year on such a high. You know, and, and, and her confidence has got to be, you know, just, just over the top. Yeah. But now, what do you think she's looking for now in January when Australia comes along? Yeah. She's chomping at the bit. Right. You know, don't stop. <laughs> you yeah. know, don't stop. She's you know, almost bummed the season ends. Right. What do I have to do to, to keep up with this? But uh, uh, so happy to see new names, you know, coming up and, and taking over. You know, uh, uh, Sharapova's gone and Serena Serena's and Venus. gone and mm. Venus is, you know, I mean, not, not gone, but, but yeah, yeah. You know, kind of stepping it's time away. for new names to take, to take the roles at the top. Time for new names. Right. Um, so it's great. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, I think she lost her first match of the round Robin, so, which makes her run even crazier, but back backs up her win. won Cincinnati, which was her biggest title to date. Uh, back in August. Right. And then, you know, backs that up with this. Didn't play well. I think she was something like one in three since the U.S. Open coming in. So that's what's like so crazy about the WTA is like you can pop up like we talked about before. Like if you pop mm -hmm. up and have like a good week or two or, you know, like, I mean, she's obviously had way more than that. But like you can you can go away and be one in three for two months and then right. boom, win the biggest tournament of the year. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting how. Uh, different players look at it, you know, what, what is the most important, you know, consistency, you know, and, and getting to the quarters, the semis, you know, maybe a finals in a win, or is it first round, first round, second round, win, yeah. you know, and, and what, what is most important, you know, is uh, on, on the golf tour, you know, a win, mm -hmm. uh, you know, obviously is the most, the others make you money, 
But the win is the most important because it gives you two years or three years of, you know, in all the tournaments and, right. you know, an opportunity. But, uh, you know, so uh, I, I guess, you know, from, from my standpoint, I would look at it that, you know, the most important is every match is important, you know, to go because every match is a win and those every match leads to a win, leads to a win of a tournament, mm-hmm. which, you know, all of a sudden skyrockets your ranking. Right. And, and uh, you know, uh, so for me, uh, consistency and and going out knowing that you're going to reach a certain level and that that your confidence is at a certain level that you can play uh, a match after match after match like that is uh, you know to me it would be the most important. Yeah, I give her a little bit of a break because she had to run from you know June. So it was like mid June to uh, through the U.S. Open. I think she made the semis at the U.S. Open. Right. Yeah. So she played three or three months pretty well, and then had that dip after. And we've talked a little bit. It is kind of funky to have the last major, you know, because you build up everything going into the last major, and then there's got to be some sort of little not letdown, but yeah. a relaxing. And You're that's right. the ninth month of the season already, and so and then and the pressure to you know to get through those nine months. You you've gone from Australia in January to the French yeah. in June, to Wimbledon end of June, July, to September. So the pressure of that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and having to rely on, you know, that that feeling of trying to peak, mm-hmm. you know, at, at certain times is is difficult. Yeah. You know, so. Well, and the know, grind. Exactly. Like, you know, NFL teams have eight or nine road games a season. Mm-hmm. That means they're in eight or nine cities for the whole football season, you right. know, preseason, whatever. But uh, tennis, they're in 30, 30 different cities, you know, yeah. 20 different countries or whatever. You know, they're and all over. travel and, yeah. you know, on an airplane, in time the airport, changes. time changes yeah. and, and everything. And, and it's interesting when you hear golfers, you know, they, you know, they come from Japan to play in, you know, in New York and they say, well, the time change. You know, tennis players go through that every week. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, uh, you know, not to say that, you know, one is better than the other, but it's, you know, that's, that's difficult to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, like so, after the U S open, you've been in the U S for, you've been in Canada or you, you've been on East coast time and then immediately you go and then you're in Europe, right? you know, or yeah. Asia or whatever it is. And so like, that's a big, it's just a big difference. It's different. So yeah, I like that, uh, uh that she won. I like watching her play when she's serving well, uh, she's fun and she's got some attitude and it's fun. Um, so, so, so you, you, uh, you know, with your, your production with tennis channel and you, do you watch a lot of, uh, of tennis men's and women's tennis? Who is your, a bright star in the on, on the women's tour coming up. Bright star, I mean, you know, Coco, but she's already kind of come up. I mean, it's tough. Like Rybakina won Wimbledon. I think she's like a really good mm-hmm. talent, but she isn't like you, like you said. The consistency isn't there with her yet. I think there's openings for a lot of people, you know, because like Sakari was is three or four or five in the world with one tournament win. We've said that before, right? Yeah, you know, so there's a chance for somebody if they just pop up and win some tournaments to like become a top ten player. I like Jabour. I mean, she's already up there. These right. are all the players that are up there. I'm a Colin Skaya fan. I don't know if she has the talent to get to top ten, but um, I like watching her play. Yeah. Um, so uh, she's kind of fun, a Russian girl. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know what I want to get your take on this before we move on to the men uh, in Paris. We talked about Pagula and golf Mm -hmm. breaking into the top five in both singles and doubles. They went over in the WTA finals. Both Mm. of them lost all three singles and lost the three doubles matches. So like, oh, and nine, they went combined. Do you think there's, there was like, they were 
were they thinking too much about trying to get to top five or do you think it just happened to be the end of the year and they're burnt out and tired? Do you think it's weird having to play a round robin format where you're used to taking a loss and then you don't play for like a five or six days or maybe a week, you know, like where you go back out right. literally two days later after a loss. Yeah, see, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, if you, you know, in a round robin, if you take a loss normally in a tournament, you're, you're out. Yeah. You know, so, so how do you handle that? Do you come back and say, well, I got another opportunity and, you know, and, and uh, uh, I can, I can still win or, or you just go, right. <laughs> you, you know, is there such a letdown? But, and then after they accumulate, like you lose your first singles. Okay. And then your doubles. Now you're all of a sudden you're already and two. Then you lose your next singles, three, right. and four, right. five, you know, and it's just like, ugh. right. Well, you know, it's, it, but, but here, here's how I look at that. These kids are young kids. You know, at 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 years old, and and this this is their business. Mm -hmm. This is their job. You know, and and you know, to if you're gonna, it's like it's like Pancho Segura always said to me. Says if you're gonna play, be ready to play. Yeah. You know, and 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 go and play, uh, and don't uh, don't don't say you're tired because if you're tired, then don't play. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's, it's, it, but these, these kids have so many people around them now that they should know, yeah. you know, that's what they pay them for, you know, to do the best. You know, it's like I told Andy when, uh, when we had this uh, chat, mm-hmm. you know, I said, I never told you one thing, you know, that, that, that was going to hurt you. You know, everything that I was telling you was for your benefit and everything. And I wanted you to win more or, or not more, but just as much mm-hmm. as you wanted to win. Right. You know, so that's the way that, that all the people around uh, either Coco or Pagula or whoever, you know, has to look at it. If you're not ready to play, you know, you, yeah. you have, have that communication, yeah. you know, and, and figure out what the right thing to do is. But, you know, I, we've always said from day one, since we started this podcast, mm-hmm. tennis is a 24-7, 365-day-a-year job. And if you're not willing to do that, yeah, you know, take what you get. I mean, I think they are. I just, I wonder, I was, I, I don't know which one more surprised me. I think a little of it is weird because Goff and McNally were doubles partners for a lot mm-hmm. of the year. And then like her and, and, and uh, Pagula became partners and then they're the ones who went to the final. So I wonder if there was some weird, uh, you know, stuff going on there, but um like Pagula's older. Pagula's like twenty-seven or eight, I think, mm. and Goff's nineteen. So I think Goff feels like you feel like she's going to have a lot more opportunities to be there just because she's so young in her first time. While Pagula's twenty-eight, going for her first time. So it was a little more surprising that 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 she went uh, over, I guess. But I don't know. I think it's just a long season. And it maybe, is a long season. I mean, it's You're you right. know, it's a, middle yeah. of November and they're just finishing now. And they put all that effort in, and they've did, done so well, both of them, all year. So I don't think, I think they've earned the right to kind of have this happen. You know, two top five players when we've been like, who's next? And Serena, right. v, who's going to, and all of a sudden, boom, here you go. We got two Americans in the top five, right. you know. And then, and then we're talking negative about them. We right. shouldn't. Right. We really yeah. shouldn't. We should be saying, you've had a great year. You know, congratulations. Right. Like, now, now take a little time off and get ready for the Australian. And That's, reset. Yeah. yeah, and reset. Because yeah. I think in a way, they're almost like a little ahead of time. Or like what, they're both top mm. five. Like Pagula right. ju- like kind of jumped up there at the end of the season to make it, and you're like, holy shit, you right. know. And she's had a great year. Both of them have had great years. Golf making the French Open final. So I think I think it's a not a good thing they went over, but I think they'll they'll take it, learn from it, and move on. I don't think it's going to affect them long term, and, right. and I think they'll enjoy their time off and be ready for Australia. Yeah, I so. want to shout out to Darren Cahill. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for for tuning in and, and nice. uh, listening to our podcast, and and uh, uh, shout out to him for for tuning in, and and uh, you know thanks for you know for being a fan, and, yeah, and yeah, d- thanks for listening, yeah, and yeah. listening. Yeah, he uh, he sent me send uh, some messages back and forth, and uh, he listened to our podcast a couple weeks ago, and gave us some some notes and nice words. So yeah, he's a good dude. I worked with him at, at ESPN, and uh, we watched a lot of tennis, and, and broke down like the the diagramming plays on on one of the machines called ORAD, and. And uh, he came to my photography show that yeah, I had in Paris and, and stuff yeah. like that. So he's a, he's a good dude. So happy to have him as a listener. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to Paris. Let's ah, go to Paris. Uh, how about Parigi. this guy? Holga Runa. Wow. Wins Paris, wow. beating Novak Djokovic. That's a win for you. Right. Good win. L- listen to these, these guys he beat along the way. Saves match point in his first match against Stan Wawrinka. Mm. Stan the man. Yep. Had some words with him at the net, telling him that he needs to grow up a little bit when they shook hands. Oh, a little drama. I like that. I like that too. Wow. I do. Then he beats Hubie. Did they find him? No, no, not yet. Oh, <laughs> Give it time. <laughs> then he beats our guy Hubie in straights. Yeah. Rublev in straights. Wow. Uh, Carlos Alcaraz Ooh. in straights when Carlos retires down Ooh. 3-1 in the second set tiebreak. We got to talk about that. Yeah, a little bit about that. And then beats Felix in straights, mm, that's the other one. hottest player. Mm-hmm. That's where Felix's run finally came to an end. Getting to the semis, I think, still pretty solid. Yep. Three in a row and then a semi. Yep. And then beats Djokovic down, from down a set, 7-5 in the third. Yeah, well... Uh, between Felix and and uh, and him, they they've had both some good runs, big time runs, right? So, yeah. so big t- five top ten guys in on his way, yeah. Plus Dan, how, how good is that? You know, but but you you know what I like about that is is it one wasn't a one and done, yeah. You know, he kept it going, you know, and and uh, he he got on a roll and he stayed on it, mm-hmm. you know, and and he un- I think a lot of these younger kids are feeling, you know, since. Um, Federer's retired, hurt, and yeah. you know, and kind of had to step away from the game. Uh, we go to, to to Nadal, just had his first baby, and you know he's thirty five, thirty six years old, and you know he's been through the mill too. Let's face it, you know, mm-hmm. as great as he's had injuries along the way, and 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 Djokovic with his up and down number of tournaments, I think a lot of these young guys are saying, "Oh boy, right?" You know, you know, this is what an opportunity for me. You know, and, and and if you're not looking at it like that with these younger kids, you know, to to go out and say, you know, this may be my time. You know, so what is my time? Yeah. You know, you know, is my time? You know, sometimes they look at it like my time is. Oh, I've got ten years. I got twelve years. Wait just a moment. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, it can be over like that. Right. So if you're not ready to step up and take it and and go it, you know, whether it's one year, two year, what whatever you get out this of it, next week, it could be. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you, you know, that's exactly right. Cause ask, ask, cause like you said, it, you, it's always people think, well, I got a decade, I got 15 years ahead of yeah. me once you make it on tour, but go ahead and ask these guys, ask Medvedev, ask Zverev, ask team, ask like, you know, Sitsipas, ask the guys who are 24 to 26 or seven mm-hmm. who now who thought, Oh, I got these next 10, 12 years, blah, right. blah. And have, how many do they have? Right. Two. Medvedev and team knock on the door, right? Yeah, one well, each, yeah. and then who's now coming over their shoulders? It's not just yeah. one, two. It seems to be four guys now yeah. that you can kind of isolate and say these are going to be the guys of this next, you know, teenage, early twenty generation. You got Felix, Sinner, mm-hmm. Runa, and Carlos. Yeah, I mean, how how good is that? That's pretty strong. Yeah. yeah. So you know, we we you know now you know we're we're seeing 
uh, you know, because it all is going to happen to everybody. We're seeing the replacement for the for the three that have dominated for the last twenty years. Yeah, you know, Federer, Nadal, and, and Joker, and 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 so if uh, these guys start stepping up, you know, but but stepping up for in Paris is one thing. Stepping up in Australia, Paris. The slams, the, the slams, yeah. uh, Wimbledon and the U.S. Open. That's another thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, that and, that and that's a completely different feeling. It's two weeks. It's seven matches over two weeks and right. handling everything in between. It's not just the tennis you have to handle there. It's everything in between. It's mm-hmm. the, you know, the, you know, uh, the diet and the sleep and the practice and the, you know, uh, the, the, the off days. Uh, yeah, and the, off the, days. the attention builds as it goes. Exactly. So then the off days become more like, right. um what? So, but it's good to see the, these young kids and, and how, how they're starting, you know, because that was kind of our thing at the beginning. No, nobody's stepping up. Right. You, you know. We're waiting for it. Yeah. We're, now it's like now, starting to happen. Now it's starting like. to happen. So what, how fun is that? You know what the fun is going to be? Alcaraz and Sinner and, and playing each other, and all playing each other. 50 and, times over yeah, the next 10 years or that's, something. That's, that's the next Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic. Right. So be fun. Seems like it. I mean, so we know Carlos doesn't mind playing three out of five, wins the U.S. Open. Yeah. I'm interested to see, because that seems to be, once you start to isolate these guys, like when we thought Zverev was going to be this, you know, one of these next guys for a decade, and he's had injuries and stuff, but he struggled in the three out of five. Mm -hmm. Early on, he would take losses, or he would go five with guys he should beat in three or four, then that tires him out more later in the tournament. So I'm I'm excited to see what Runa, you know, Sinner, all four guys, you know, have in Australia and oh. how and how they, you know, back up this great run. Because now we're gonna be everyone's gonna be seeing this run and saying Runa, Felix, right. you know, as they go in there, they're gonna have picks. You know, those guys are gonna be the picks. But see, that's a different pressure now. Yeah. That's a different pressure. When you when when you're a chaser, that's one thing, but when you're expected to win, different. It is a lot different. Ask Carlos. Well, I mean, he's he was chasing all year, mm-hmm. you know, and then since the U.S. Open, I mean, I feel like he, it's a little expected. He's 19, yeah. you know, he wins. You know, he took some losses, lost to Felix twice, once in Davis Cup and then once uh, in the Basel, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it'll be fun. I mean, Runa is 50 to 1 to win Australia, I looked the other day. Already? It's out, it's out he, already? He was 50 to 1 to win Paris. Oh my God. <laughs> well, you know, so. it's, it's like, uh, it's like our good friend Melody says, she goes, she goes, I listened to your podcast. She goes, what's a fiver? <laughs> you know, and you got, you know, and I said, you know, that's a gambling turn to you, know, but, but I'll, I'll put a fiver on it for her now. Yeah. You know, it's a, well, you know, a five, five bucks. I'll tell her a fiver is whatever you're willing to put on a bet. It doesn't have to be a lot. It, it's just a, it's just a nibble. It's just a taste. Right. So it can be five bucks. It can be 50 cents. It can yeah. be, you know, 50 bucks, whatever you are as a spender. I like to say fiver is for five bucks. Right. You know, it's worth a long shot bet. Put five on it. If it hits 50 to one, you win 250 bucks. Uh, not bad. That's, that's not a bad deal. Not bad. Uh, yeah. Listen, <laughs> I hate to say that because she might get into that now, but yeah. uh, <laughs> that's she, all right. We can help her with yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's so good though. This holiday season, I'll be giving thanks to our friends over at Manscaped. Everyone loves turkey and stuffing, but you'll be looking like dessert with the help of Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. Inside, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Think of it as a cornucopia for your balls. 
Their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Weed Whacker nose and hair trimmer will help prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. No hygiene routine is complete without Manscaped's signature deodorant as well. A couple swipes of this and you'll be feeling oh so crisp. Gifting Manscaped is the ultimate hack to becoming a family favorite. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code CONNORS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code CONNORS. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Ambitious hiring goals for the last quarter of 2022? With a powerful hiring partner, big goals are no big deal. You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes it so easy to start hiring. Indeed helps star applicants shine before the interview with over 135 graded assessment tests they can take, from cooking to coding. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to sponsor your jobs post at Indeed.com slash Connors. Offer good for a limited time. That's Indeed.com slash Connors. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I don't want to really have to talk this, but let's talk the World Series. Came to an end. It did. Philly did not win, so I guess the economy will not crash like we talked about before. (laughs) Uh, But the other team won, the, the Houston Astros. Took it home. What do you think about that? Well, you know, you you look back and uh, you know you you look at all the uh, interest that uh, surrounded that with Mattress Mac and you know may, uh, making such a big bet at the I right. guess at the beginning of the year and coming and, and you know making a making a big chunk along the way and seventy five million dollars he won. Uh, well, that's uh, that's like winning the lotto. Right. You know, to to have 50 other guys working for you. Right. Yeah, that's not, not bad. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, but. Uh, I thought that yeah. was funny is he's sitting behind the bench and celebrating these home runs and these moments and the players are right in front of him. And they must be almost looking back like this guy's going to benefit more than we are right. somehow. Like this freaking guy like behind well, us. Hey, yeah, he's taking a chance. Right. You know, he's, he's taking the chance. You I know, wonder. Nothing's for sure. You know that in uh, gambling. I'm a little suspect on what the chance is. Because he, 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 the whole way he said stuff like, this is if we win, I pass along the savings to my customers. This is for my customers. And that puts my radar up a little bit. Like, did, so, so did you tie this into your business? I mean, obviously he tied it into his business. But if, yeah. they, if they lose, is it just a freaking tax write-off? I have a, I have a little bit of a feeling well, that, that would he's be got interesting it worked to know. out. That would be interesting to know, wouldn't it? Uh, you yeah. know, how, how all that, uh, you know, comes to be. But, uh, uh, you know, and, and then Houston wins. 
Republicans, uh, you know, they've, what is that, two in the last five or six years or so? Right. And, and you know, without, the, did they do it without the assistance of trash cans this well, time? Well, as a bitter Dodger fan, uh, having to watch all of this? Well, they, they uh, you know, they, they, they have surrounded themselves over the past years with some controversy, there's no doubt. But, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, coming through and, and winning this is, uh, you know, something that kind of, you know, uh, strokes that away, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and gives them the opportunity to, you know, to uh, celebrate in, in a way that, uh, you know, uh, deservedly so. All right. No one was happier that COVID came around than the Houston Astros when that cheating, that cheating scandal was breaking like the month before COVID happened. Yeah. Yeah. Gary Condit. Remember that guy? Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He had like the intern who went missing and they thought he had like killed her. Right. And it was on Barbara Walter. And like, he was like, everyone thought this guy had done it. Right. That they have him on Barbara Walters. He's terrible on Barbara Walters. He like looks hella suspicious. He's sweating. Next day, 9-11. Yeah, well. Next day, 9-11, you never hear Gary Condit's name until right now on this podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, my. They don't oh. find that poor girl for like a year. He had nothing to do with it. It was like some tied to some other like uh, string of murders or whatever. But like it, that helped the heat get off him like yeah. the way COVID helped the heat get off of uh, the Houston Astros in the trash cans. Well, you know, hopefully this this kind of you know, sets that aside and, and they can. <laughs> How do you remember all that stuff? Oh, you go man. back. You know uh, why? Because I bet on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was some sort of weird, obscure bet that I put on that. Oh, oh God. I, I, I knew when you were four years old and you were around the game, like I knew that would be a bad thing. But, right. Uh, trouble. Yeah. Trouble, trouble, trouble. But uh, it's all been good. Yeah. Also, also good. All right. I don't want to keep you too long, but I want to get into this story um, a little bit. We have Samsung. We bought a Samsung last year, uh, Black Friday, Thanksgiving deal, right? Mm-hmm. Got a good deal. And with Samsung TVs come all these free channels. So like you don't have to have, all you have to have is your internet connection and it like logs into the, you know, you log in, you create like an email mm-hmm. account and it logs into these free channels. One of them is T2, which is tennis channel, mm-hmm. second channel where we were talking about second serve and stuff last week. Mm-hmm. One of the other channels is Bob Ross. Oh, so Bob Ross was the PBS painter with the, the, the Afro right. who would paint, you know, cool paintings. He had like 30 minutes and he'd create the whole painting in 30 minutes. Um, so we started just throwing that on in the background because it's essentially it's like therapy. Mm-hmm. He's very calm and he's got this soft voice. And hey, we're just going to paint some happy little clouds here today. And, you know, he's teaching you and he's showing you all the steps and he's talking. Hey, we're going to have, uh, you know, Prussian blue and, uh, you know, this brown and, you know, phantom white. And he teaches, <laughs> these are the colors you need. He gives you all the tools you need. So we throw it on in the background and it's just therapy. It's fun to watch. And so there's a documentary out on him. And we watched this documentary on Netflix and it's pretty interesting. This dude who you think is this calm, reserved, mm-hmm. chill guy was a army drill instructor Oh my! for like 30 years in Alaska, oh. hard ass Alaska. Oh shit. That's, that's everything but calm you would think, right? right? And so I guess he got into, buddy, his buddy got him into painting as like, you know, uh, a hobby to relax probably and not scream at people all day. And he started selling his stuff at thrift, shop, uh, thrift shops and, and you know, garage sales. Mm-hmm. And then eventually he signed in with these people and they pitched the idea and whatever. He eventually, long story short, he sells his, he signs over his rights to like him, to these people who help like, you know, do the TV show. And then they put his, his likeness on paintbrushes and paint. They just fucking right. sell out the shit of all, you know, everything. He's on everything. Right. And then he dies and like something like it was him and his wife gave them two thirds power. His right. wife dies. 
or something. And now he only has half and something about the other people have more. So never, he never gets as much power as they do after his wife dies. Mm -hmm. And then he ends up dying early of cancer, you know, pretty young guy. And then, so the story follows his son and his son is like this dude who's into painting. He's in all, a lot of the shows with him. You can see how proud he is of this guy. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm going to teach, you know, give him one day. My son's going to take over for me. And he does the clouds better than me. Watch this, you know, and you can, his son even says, I think my dad would sandbag to try and make me look better. better. That's how much he like loved his kid. You know, something amazing. And so it's pretty sad because it shows how like these people kind of just stole his identity, you know? And then the son still like teaches and paints and like carries on his name, but you're just sitting there going like, it's brutal because it's like such a sad story. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, back, uh, way, way back in in my younger days, they had a, a guy who did that called John Nagy. Mm-hmm. And and he would come on and, and show how to paint and, you know, and draw and, and all that, which was, you know, and I can see, you know, how, you know, being a, a drill sergeant and all that, how painting, you know, can calm you down, mm-hmm. you know, and, and kind of, you know, ease, ease your attitude and your temperament and everything. And just with the colors and, and the, the strokes and, and the way, right. you, you know, the way you make things come to happen. Yeah. I can see that. I, I, I was always a, a, a fan of that. Uh, I, I was never, some, some guys would play the guitar, take a guitar with them on the tour. And some guys would read a lot and some guys would, you know, would write poetry and, you yeah, know, listen you know, to music, listen to music or whatever. I, I could never find anything, you know, that, that would, would do that for me, you know, because, you know, the tennis was, you know, was, you know, I was so, I hate this word, but I want to say it. I was, I hate it. Focused. <laughs> I hate focused. <laughs> I hate saying that, but, but I was always so uh, in, into, you know, what it would take for me to play my best that I didn't want anything trying to take that feeling away from me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, looking back now, I kind of regret that because I had so much time, you know, sitting around, you know, I, I would get up and practice, Brett, uh, you know, at six o'clock, six thirty in the morning. Cause that's the only time, you know, back then it was only one court. Yeah. You know, it's the only time I could get on, you know, by myself. So I would get my friend, David Schneider. And I say, David, I call, I call him at five o'clock. I said, I'll meet you in the lobby at five, five thirty. you know, yeah. we go play and we get 30 minutes on our own, you know? So what do I do from seven o'clock, seven thirty, eight o'clock until after I have breakfast until eight or nine o'clock when I play my match, right. what am I doing? You know, watching, you know, these are the days of my life, you know, what they're shooting me <laughs> right. in the head. Right. You, you know, did you ever think instead of like taking away from it, did you ever think that it could like help it? You know, like when I, like if I try and go for a run and I don't have music, I won't run. I already know I won't run as far. My time will be slower. Like I've done it before where I've like right. done it with music and without, and it's like noticeably different. Like how much the music, I know you can't play tennis with music, mm-hmm. but like if you're tired one day and you don't want to go practice or you, you know, I'm with 20 minutes more and you, it, flick on some Van Halen or flick on some uh, Roy Orbison fast music and mm-hmm. you know, you know what? I'm good. Let's go. Let's do, let's get, let's get going. Right. You know, it kind of pumps you up. You start to feel a little better. Natural endorphins kind of thing. Yeah. I, I never tried it. So I don't know. I can't yeah. answer that, <laughs> you, you know, but you know, looking back, I mean, I, I remember, you know, driving out to the U.S. Open from, you know, from my hotel in Manhattan and, you know, throwing on Roy Orbison or Jay and the Americans or, mm-hmm. you know, and just listening to that. But but it was more kind of background music, 
you know, relaxing. And, you know relaxing and, you know, you know, unwinding, having a conversation on the way out and, you know, trying to, you know, think about, you know, you know, my thoughts on, you know, who I was playing, you know, and, and, you know, what, what it was going to take. And, mm-hmm. you know, is it a five hour night or is it, you know, is it two in the morning or is it, you know, what's yeah. going to happen, you know, but, but, uh, uh, you know, for, for me, you know, everybody's different in, in that way. You know, I, I, I never, never tried it. So, you know, and then I, I keep going back to, you know, my feelings and my OCD and, and things like that, that, you know, if it, if it ain't, if it's working for me, don't, don't change it, yeah. you know, leave it alone. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the way I felt about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a good documentary. They do a good job, but it's, it's just sad, but, uh, yeah. you know, just yeah, but it's, it's interesting. I, and, and you, you look at, uh, you know, there's uh, you know, PBS and uh, a lot of the shows, they come up with, uh, you know, the paintings of, you know, the, the impressionist, and, you know, Van Gogh or Picasso and, you know, and, and you know, what, what it would take to, to be a part of that. And, you know, I, I can see, you know, the colors and, and uh, you know, what, what it can do for you and how it can calm you down. Yeah. You know, because when, when I exercise now, you know, uh, I, I go on, on a bike ride for an hour, hour and 15 minutes and, you know, as I'm grinding and going up these little hills and all that, I mean, I'm looking at the trees and, mm-hmm. and because you told me that, uh, uh, you know, 10 years ago, she goes, he goes, dad, you know, you ever think, you know, you look down your whole life, you know, on a tennis court. I remember exactly. Yeah. Well, I understand why you do it on the tennis yeah. court. You, you know, keep your focus down. You're right. You, you know, he says, if you ever think of looking up. <laughs> you know, and, and seeing the trees and the sky and, you know, the, you know, my, the hawks and, you know, and everything, you know. Oh, yeah, and, the and, hawks, baby. You know, and, and ever since then, I mean, I mean, that that is that changed me, you know, completely. I mean, yeah. every day I go on my bike rides, first thing I look for is my hawks. That's yeah. I love the hawks. You know, and, and to, to watch it in the freedom of which they're flying and every, I mean, you know, what, what am I getting too sentimental here? Nah. You know, but, but it's just, it's, it's The crazy. red tail hawks. It's crazy. You know, when, you know, since I've gotten older, you know, how, how things have changed for me spiritually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and how you accept that. And, you know, the, you know, from, you know, I watched a program the other day, about the native Americans and, and their feeling towards the land and the sky and mm-hmm. the animals and, you know, and, and how that, you know, affected them and touched them and, and the appreciation they had. And, and I get that, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, it took, you know, what, 65 years, you know, for, you know, for me to go, yeah, yeah, I get it. Right. <laughs> you know, what the hell, you know, what took me so long? You know, I don't, I don't get too yeah. sentimental. But we I'm get, sorry. you get so your favorite word focused on like your job or whatever you're chasing your goal is. Right. You know, and your goal is usually some sort of man-made thing. You know, a, a tennis tournament is man-made. A TV show that I work on is man-made. Like it's all man-made stuff, which is cool, but like it is in nature. Right. You know, so like you should always try and have some sort of connection or spend some sort of time in nature. And even if it's just look up at a hawk or a bird and just like connect with it for two seconds and just be like, well, that's another living thing going through its day, doing its thing. You when, know? when when we play golf, we play speed golf. Yeah. yeah right. We, we, everybody has their own, their own cart and we, we hit and go. And today I went out uh, with, uh, with four of my buddies and, and I played nine holes, the same three holes, mm-hmm. you know, th- three times. And, and as I'm walking, uh, and I'm just taking my time and I'm, I'm, I hit the ball. I don't even care, you know, where the ball goes. I'm looking up and, you know, and, and, you know, seeing, you know, a lot of things that really, you know, over the course of, you know, my time, 
you know, playing indoor tennis and in a stadium, you know, surrounded by, you know, seats right. and concrete and, you know, and the courts it, are all the same, the courts are same all the shape. Same. You don't see yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. You don't With see golf, that. Every, there is no same. Right. Every hole is literally different. Right. You yeah. know, I, I played, I played the, the same three holes three times and never had the same shot yeah. twice. No. You know, I'm on the left, I'm on the right. Geez, I hit one down the middle. Whoopee. You get to yeah. see it all. Yeah. Yeah. I got to see it all. <laughs> but uh, it's funny how, you know, uh, attitude changes and, uh, you know, what, uh, you know, what I appreciate now com- uh, compared to a couple of years ago. Yeah. The older you get, the more perspective you get. And it's like the, you have all the youth when you're young and then you have the perspective when you're old. You know, but you have to waste your youth to get the perspective. Yep. <laughs> it's yep. brutal. Yeah, that's the problem. You can't get around it because no matter how much someone's like, hey, hey, listen, listen, I can help you shortcut some of this stuff. If you listen to me, that person's going to be like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, you know what? Sometimes, you know, I got, you know, I've been hitting it in, in the head with a brick a lot of times. Sometimes one more is not going to be a bad right. thing. It's so, all right now. Yeah, it's okay now. I don't feel the pain. <laughs> all right. So uh, anything else? You yeah, talk I think about? All, all's good. All's good. Yep. It's been a good day. We, we've got a lot accomplished today and um, yeah, had a good week. And, uh, you know, I know you've got some work to do coming up and, you know, your year is going to be over soon. So you've got a few things to take care of yourself coming up before the end of the year. And, you know, uh, I hope everybody has a great holiday. I know Thanksgiving is coming up and then right around the corner after that is Christmas. So happy yep. holidays to everybody out there. Yeah, happy holidays coming up. We got Uncle Mike and Caitlin coming out, I think, for Thanksgiving. Yep. So that'll be fun to see them. We haven't seen them since uh, Aubrey's wedding. That's right. It's yeah. been uh, over three, three years. years. Uh, Caitlin's funny. I, I, she's one of my, was one of my favorite people to hang with at the wedding. So I'm looking forward to seeing her and having her catch me up on all things Ozarks. Yep. She lives back in the Ozarks. So. Yeah. And, uh, and college. Yep. Yeah. She's, uh, she's what a sophomore, sophomore, I think, in, or junior in, yeah. in college now. So we're going to hear about that. So it's going to be a good Thanksgiving. I don't think Aubrey and Casey are going to come home. They've uh, connected with uh, some friends down there. They're going to have Thanksgiving with, but okay. uh, we'll be thinking about them and uh, yeah, everybody have a great Thanksgiving coming up. I hope we, uh, we talk to you before then, but yeah have fun Melina got us uh, we get these like food packages you know where Mm -hmm. you order and and, like it comes with everything you need so she's like let's let's try the Thanksgiving one so we're getting it the week before next week before Thanksgiving and so we can kind of like try to teach ourselves a little bit and then when we come up and watch the master Uh, mom Oh. We'll like take more notes no. and then hopefully we'll uh... there's no, nothing that equals your mom's cooking, no. you know, for Thanksgiving. That's her that's her best and favorite meal to cook. And uh, and, and she puts her heart and soul into it. So yeah. she's already uh, prepping it now. I think yeah. starting to order <laughs> the stuff so. and she's get ready right. for it. You're so. right. It's ready. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's it. You can follow us at ADV Connors on Twitter. Him at Jimmy Connors. Me, Brett underscore Connors. You can follow us at Advantage Connors on Instagram. You can follow our mascot Gold Dude at Gold Dude Isabella. She's in here somewhere making whining noises wanting to go outside and play but that's it we'll talk to everyone soon and uh, peace out